Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. So uh, I think I put a post in the podcast last week that I didn't know what was wrong with the sound. Yeah, it would help if I wasn't using the microphone backwards. <laughs> you can laugh. Please feel free. Uh, but my um, Yeti has uh, directional feed, and I guess I had it set to something else when I was using it for something else and then forgot what side I was playing with. And anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, hopefully the sound now is solid and it's good. Uh it kind of just fits in with kind of everything going on the last couple of weeks, actually. Because I was feeling out of control. And even just not being able to control the, the uh, sound on my mic was driving me crazy. I just feel like I was floating. You know, do you ever feel you're just like a ship adrift at, the, at sea and you're just wondering how to find direction, how to get control, why things can't, you're not handling things? All right, so we're going to talk about that today because it's really been on my mind as uh, I've got my uh, coach helping me with this landing page and, you know, it's all great to have marketing, but it still has to be authentic. It's, it's not about we want to fool people into why they think they need something. It's about really identifying with your pain and finding out how we can help with that. And I've noticed with a lot of the people I talk to, and I've been off to see a couple of clients this week, um, and it's a complaint I hear over and over again. I'm just feeling so overwhelmed. I feel so out of control. I just, I want to eat better. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I just don't know how to make it happen. And so I kind of put that in the percolator, stuffed it into my morning and evening meditation where I just kind of open myself up. Really, I've worked at practicing gratitude this week, and I pray to God I don't yawn through this. I'm so sorry. It's just, I think just the last couple days, it was so funny. It was a little segue. I was at my neighbor's the other night, just impromptu dinner. It was so lovely. I think it was Wednesday night. Today's Friday. And we were just over for, my husband texted me. I was working late again, uh, but some parts of the day got away from me. And I have clients in my accounting business that are in retainer. So that work is, those hours have got to be put in. So other things take up my time during the day. I'm kind of stuck at my desk till, you know, dinner time after dinner time type thing. So he texts and said, hey, are you done yet? Or I'm next door. Come and bring a glass of wine. And actually, I was. I was literally just finishing up a, a full explanation to a client and was about to send it off and, and close their books for the week. So we did and we ended up staying for dinner and all of it was lovely. But uh, what happened was I had been running on a little bit of adrenaline. You know that feeling where you just almost a bit manic. You're feeling on top of the world. There's the yawning again. And I poured myself a, a, a glass of wine. It's like, yeah, okay, I could handle that tonight. And we're just sitting over visiting. Now, you're going to have to laugh. I got to paint this picture for you. My neighbors next door have bought an older motor home and it's new for them. They've had a camper van for years, but she's not a real camper camper. So they bought this older, uh, motor home and in typical Brenda style because I just got to hand it to her the woman's got the woman's got taste they go to work now her husband's a contractor so he's very handy so 
the countertops have been replaced and the sinks have been replaced and the faucets have been replaced and the flooring was touched up and they tore out an old yucky bench and put in this cute little love seat that's freestanding but he attached it so it's looking really styling you know they uh, took down i went in and helped her i says you know all this baby blue frilly curtainy stuff that's just gotta go all down she's got her funky fabrics reupholstered everything new cushions you would never know it's like a late 80s or early 90s motorhome now. I mean, she's got her own indelible stamp all over it. It's so cute. But the point of this is it's become our hangout. <laughs> Why they've been working on it, because my husband's in the industry of reupholstery fabrics and stuff like that. So he took her over samples, junk like that. We end up sitting in the motorhome visiting because it's parked right in the front driveway. So yes, they have a deck. And yes, out the back, they have a great fire pit that's under a tent that we use all winter long, it's wonderful. But this kind of, it's not too cold to be sitting out there without heat if we've got our, you know, we've got our jackets on. It's just, it's become like, um, my husband has a man cave here on our property. It's become like their visitation cave. It's, it's hysterical. So there we all always are walking over in the driveway and sitting in their motorhome. <laughs> he finally just pulled the awning out and put the steps down because let's face it, we all hang there right now. It's in the front yard. It's easy. And then the neighbors walk by and they see the door open. And so they walk in and say hi for a minute. It's hysterical. It's hysterical. So we're sitting over there and I'm halfway through this glass of wine and it was, it would be literally like a bad sci-fi movie where you feel like water's running out of your body and you know, I'm melting. That scene from uh, Wizard of Oz. That's what it felt like. It literally was a physical sensation of adrenaline leaving my body. Literally, I'm sitting looking at my girlfriend saying, oh my gosh, like I am crashing. But it wasn't just getting tired. It was this drain. Probably a good thing. So anyways, bless her heart. She invites us for dinner. Oh, she makes the best salads on the planet. Little mahi-mahi. But she's got a light therapy machine. So we, her and I go into the house and she's like, nope, you're not helping with dinner. I've got the salad handled. I want you to sit down and try the light therapy. I've been in a fair bit of pain the last couple of weeks. Whatever was going on with my fibro, it's just kind of flared up my hip and my leg and my foot. And so I get on this thing. And I, oh my goodness, I could have just fallen asleep. So I do this whole two sessions of light therapy. And then we have this amazing dinner. And after dinner... I literally almost have my head on the table. And I'm like, guys, I don't mean to be rude. Now, luckily, they are not uh, night owls. They, it was 9.30 because we ate quite late and we're visiting. And it, it's a weeknight. It was, it was time to go. It was wonderful. You don't kind of feel like you're insulting them. But I really did say, I feel a little bit like I'm eating and running, even though we'd been there for a couple hours. But I got to go. Like, I literally have got to go. I hadn't slept in a couple nights because of the pain in my leg. And uh, I was just done. I literally could have just laid down on the table and gone to sleep right there. So where am I going with that? Control. And I am not talking about the negative connotation of control, where you feel like you can control everything around you. Because I am a control freak. I'm an A-type personality. Uh, you know, I'm a little OCD. Maybe some people would say more than a little. And I'm definitely a control freak. It's been something that I've really had to work with through my life, my adult life, because I like being in control. And there's been, uh, I have some really bad memories of things in my life where I stepped back and didn't act like myself and things went sideways, including my own wedding day where I just went, you know what, I'm not going to be a control freak. I'm going to be relaxed. But in the end, actually, a couple of very important things slipped through the cracks and it almost ruined our day. And it was, it was really devastating. So I, 
after that, and that's been, you know, 16 years ago, I really started focusing on the fact that I am a control freak. The prior decade I had worked on, you know, not reloading the dishwasher and after someone else did it for me, that sort of thing. So I was working really hard at not letting my control get in the way of other people's, you know, help or my life. But at the same token, 16 years ago on my wedding day, which is basically two weeks from now, is our anniversary, I realized my control, there needs to be a certain amount of it in my life for me to feel that I'm accomplishing what I want to accomplish. It doesn't mean I have to make those around me feel less, and it doesn't mean I have to take other people's power away from them, but there are certain places and times and scenarios where actually that part of my personality, I need to let it do its thing. I need to accept it, ride it, and run with it, and but in the same token, have awareness for the other people around me. It was it was a real epiphany for me because, you know, we're not really ever going to change innately who we are as people. The the trick is, what is it that you want? Find your why for certain things you want in your life, so that you can put good habits into place. And have control over areas of your life that you want to control over. The thing about being a control freak is we try and control everything whether we want to control it or not. It's a knee-jerk reaction. Um, it's sort of subconscious. It, it's a million times in a day and a year that we try and take control of things that we absolutely do not need to. That's the difference I'm talking about and I hope that makes a bit of sense to you. If you're not a control freak, this might not be something you fully understand. Um, but at the same token, before you just stop listening to the podcast, if you are feeling out of control in your life, then stick. Stay with us. Okay, so we're going to chat about a couple things, especially some, some things from the book. So I realized that I do need to be in control of certain things because there's outcomes that I want in my life, and I'm the only one that can be in charge of those things, and especially myself. That is maybe, there's a good point right there. The only person that you can, thing you can truly, can, can tr sorry, truly can control is yourself. So going from control freak, knee jerk, blind control freak, to, oh, I'm aware I have this issue in my 20s, to I've got to stop imposing this on everybody else around me, but I was sacrificing uh, my own standards to where I am kind of growing through now. Do you see how this growth pattern just works? It, it, you, you never reach a destination. Awareness just takes you to the next level and the next step and the next whatever, the next layer. So the big thing in my life, you know, in the last few years is understanding that, especially, let me just sorry, segue, especially when my control over my physical body was taken away from me five years ago when I got sick. Oh my gosh. I bet that was harder than the actual illness for someone with my personality was that I had no control over pain and exhaustion and my memory and blah, blah, blah. It was, it was just devastating for me. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I'd already started a little bit on this, like I say, since my wedding and seeing what had happened on this path of accepting that I, I do like to be in control of certain things in my life. I like making things better. I like to avoid errors as much as possible. I like to enrich experiences that I have. And all of that in my world takes a certain amount of control. What I didn't want to be doing is having blind control, like I said, back to the knee jerk. 
And it's probably another huge step towards my awareness about how high functioning habits can create just easier, there's a good word, easier control in your life. Why? Because habits are innate. Once they're in place, they subconsciously just happen. Most habits do. So the question is that I always ask people is, are you subconsciously or with 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 no awareness doing things that you don't want to be doing or doing things that you do want to be doing? It doesn't matter which one they are. You need the awareness to figure that out. That way you know whether something needs to change. Something needed to change for me. I needed to accept that I am a control freak and then without a certain amount of control, things are not going to go the way I wanted them. And I am very particular. So it's happened in numerous areas of my life. My wedding day was just a brilliant example of me trying to, you know, keep everybody else in my family, especially mine, because they're all a bunch of control freaks as well. Keeping my mom and sister just off my back and not ruining my day. And in the end, they almost, they ruined my day anyways, because I got very emotional when some things that should have just been put right into place didn't happen. And it was the only wedding I was going to have. You know, I wanted it. I didn't need it perfect, but there were a couple of things I just needed in place. And that wasn't being supported. And it was really difficult for me, really difficult for me to cope with after the fact. When the day was done and I realized all this would have taken was me stepping up to the plate and just telling everyone around me, you know what, this is my wedding day. I'm going to control these things. I don't care if you judge me. I don't care if you call me names. My day is going to go off the way I want it to go off. Same thing in life. I had to start looking at my life, and I don't know if this is kind of working in, if, I really hope you can relate to this. There's things in my life I want to have happen. Vacationing is, is a good example, the next one. I started letting my husband deal with things. Then I'd get somewhere, and a dozen things wouldn't be done. He forgot this, he forgot that, and I'm just, and then I lose my mind. That's not fair. One, it's not his forte. He likes to think it is because for him, it's just an ego thing, but that's fine. There are certain things in our marriage that I just look after better than he does. And certain things he looks after 10, a million times better than I do. Find your groove. So not only that, but again, back to the awareness. Are there certain things you need to be in control of your life so that you get a positive outcome? And are there certain things you need to let go? That was where my awareness kind of started coming into play. Being aware of where I was just a control freak for the sake of control or where I wanted control because I had an outcome that was really important to me. I was very vested in that outcome. And, you know, the expression is, if you're going to get it done right, do it yourself. You know, I'm a big believer in that to a certain extent. I'm also just as much a big believer in farming out if, you know, you do not need to be doing everything. And that is a tough thing for a control freak. Uh, Even years ago, I'm a bookkeeper for crying out loud, and I hired a bookkeeper to look after my businesses years ago. I recognized that I had had two, really almost three businesses on the go in my 30s, and I had to hire someone else to come into my office, pay my bills, keep my books up to date, do my filing, keep my office organized, ship stuff out. I literally could not keep on top of it. And yet it was my line of work. It's what other people were paying me for. There are lots of times, time is worth money, and your energies, find the people that do what they do best and hire them, rely on them, let them help. But at the same token, 
if you are like me and there's things in your life you truly want to have better results with, you need to take control of those areas of your life right out of the gate. Now, hopefully I haven't been all over the map with that and I haven't confused everybody because here's where we're going to roll with this going forward now. Control about your habits. I am a big proponent of breakfast shakes in the morning. One, I enjoy liquid. I'm a drinker, so I have no problem drinking my breakfast. Um, I always have to laugh when I was in the health and wellness business years ago with a, uh, with a um, health company. People who didn't want to buy the shake that we were selling, the nutritional shake, were like, I want to chew my food. And I just thought, yeah, that's obvious. One, you're 40 pounds overweight and they didn't want to drink their food. And yet there was enough alcohol and pop and shit going in their bodies, excuse my French, that they were drinking everything that was going to kill them. So you see, people's mentality is so screwed up sometimes. And it used to just make me laugh watching these people knee-jerk with all their bad habits and their justifications for their bad habits. Why do I have a shake in the morning? Because I'm lazy. I don't mind admitting that. I am lazy. And I know that I need those nutrients I need that lean protein. I need those two vegetables, those two fruits. I need my, now at my age, my collagen. And I need it in my body in a tasty drink every morning. And I don't mind it because I don't mind, like I say, I don't mind drinking. I also know that in three to four hours, I'll be hungry again. And then I want a really nice big lunch. Like I'm a big proponent. So I chew my food. Thank you very much. But I am lazy. So I know if I've had my shake in the morning, whatever I do for the rest of the day, really within reason is is okay i'm not saying i'm gonna have popcorn and eat in uh, you drink red wine eat a plate of cheese and donuts for dinner that because that just doesn't happen in my world I'm, I'm much more disciplined with that with my diet but the bottom line is if something goes sideways or i'm not feeling good in the afternoon and i don't feel like cooking you know whatever it might be i don't have to get to the end of the day and think oh my goodness i didn't have a single fruit or vegetable today because i already have and i've got a vitamix so those, that celery and that cauliflower and that carrot juice and those lovely frozen pineapple chunks, they go right on in there with my kale and Bob's your uncle. That's why I do what I do. I'm not trying to convince you to drink breakfast. I'm just saying that one small change in my life brings me a lot of nutrition and peace for the rest of my day. It also sets the stage because I know that once I've had protein and in, in, uh, good nutrition first thing in the morning, my body's not going to crave crap the rest of the day. Okay, so there's step two. So one, I'm lazy. And two, I want better health. Plus, I'm fighting a disease that is just rampant with inflammation and pain and things like that. And I want to be higher functioning. So it's really important for me to eat nutrient dense. I don't use, and because I'm not as active as I used to be, I don't play squash, I don't mountain bike, all those types of things. My body can't handle that anymore. Um, I need to make sure that my calories count. So if you put the good things in, there's not a lot of room for the bad stuff. That is a high functioning habit. And that is also a mentality. It is different for every person, except I can tell you this, nobody on a daily basis should be starting their, their morning with croissants. Okay. Or sweet treats or anything like that. That's just bad health and bad choices. You're making, you're just, you're just caving and, and okay. I'm not going to condone that any way, shape, or form. However, Sundays, fill your boots. Today's Friday for me, and it is pouring rain here in Vancouver, 
And the thought of drinking a cold liquid shake after I've had them all week was just, ugh. Because let me tell you, there's some days I don't want to drink that shake. I'm not going to lie. But it's Friday, so today it was fried egg sandwich <laughs> with my potato bun. Lean ham, a couple free-range eggs. It was spectacular, and I feel great. That's okay. Maybe you can start your day that way every day, but I can't because I'm not active enough. And I truly do need those fruits and vegetables in my body. The fruits I can get, no problem, but the veggies, that's uh, a little hit and a miss, especially in the wintertime. So I'm not, you know, there's no point lying about it. There's no point justifying it. There's no point denying it. Um, I repeated that. I apologize. I just accept that I need this in my body and I'm lazy. So that's my habit. Doesn't mean it can be your habit. What I want you to be aware of is why you're doing what you're doing. I am very clear on my laziness and the fact that I don't want to have to think about meal planning five times a day because I need five vegetables in my body. I just can't go there. There's people that just, I have a girlfriend that's just lost like 60 pounds. She looks amazing. She's my whole 20 some odd years. I've known her. She's never been slim 25 years. She's always been a really big girl and uh, she just changed her eating habits for a year. But I do have to say she puts, she doesn't work. And so you know, she has, she's an at-home mom. She's got time for that kind of stuff to keep a house and really manage her diet. And again, I say this because not as judgment, but you need to take a stock of your life as well. Time is, you know, sometimes is, is in short supply. So if you're a person that's got time, then your decisions are going to be a lot different than someone that's always under the gun with getting to jobs and dropping kids, blah, blah, blah. She doesn't have that stress in her life at all, at all. So she changed her life, but she does spend a lot of time on those meals and those snacks. It is a fair bit of effort for her. I know right out of the gate, I am too busy for that. Plus, I am not even inclined. As much as I love food and I love to cook, and uh, especially on the weekends, I don't do that every night. And I don't want to. <laughs> I've raised my kids. And that, this past year where I've had exchange students where I had to make dinner every night, it just about killed me. It was like, I am so done with this lifestyle. So you need to recognize where you are in your life, what you're capable of, what you want, what you want, okay? I want less pain and to be healthy. That requires a highly nutrient diet. How do I make that happen? I accept that I'm lazy and don't want to be meal planning three, four times a day. I have a vegetable shake and the Vitamix every morning, okay? Do you see how I got to the shake? I didn't wake up one day and say, hey, you know what? I want a shake for breakfast every day. I had needs and issues that needed a solution, and I had to go out and find a solution for that, and this was my solution. It might not be yours, but it is mine, okay? It was a solution to a problem that I wanted to avoid, actually, in this particular case. I wanted to, I want to avoid pain. I want to keep my body regular. I want to keep my weight down. I want to keep my skin good. That requires good nutrition. This body is a, is a temple, man. It's a machine. You need to feed it. And North Americans, we feed it like we're literally dumping arsenic into a rat hole, what we put into our bodies in North America. So you've got to decide. I had an objective and I met it. The objective wasn't drink, to drink a shake every morning. The objective was what I just described to you. <clears throat> that goes in every area of your life. 
And it's one of the reasons why I'm going to ask you right now, are you tired of being out of control of your life and your choices? Because if you are, if you truly want change, that's where high functioning habits come in, into things. That's where I would say, absolutely, go to the website that's going to be launched here soon and download the ebook. Consider joining our private Facebook group because we're going to start putting ideas in there. We're going to start sharing experiences, giving suggestions. There'll probably be some coaching in the future. I just haven't really decided where I want to go with that yet with helping you of all my listeners. Okay, so just leave that with me to percolate. I'm really not certain yet. But the bottom line is, when you've made a choice that you want to have more control in your life, then the work is getting the habits in place because once they're in place, you're never going to remember the pain of getting them in place. Once a habit's in place, it's there. That's why stopping smoking is so hard. It isn't just a physical craving, but it is. It's, uh, it is, I was going to say another physical, but it's more, what's the word I'm looking at? A social addiction as well. People are out, they're having a cocktail, they have a cigarette. They have a meal. It's after the meal. They have coffee. They have a cigarette. Um, their hands, that's why people gain so much weight. They, their hands are, their mouths and hands are busy. It is a social thing, is an addiction thing, and it is so hard to break that habit. So why would you start it in the first place? Well, there's a million reasons for that. But the bottom line is anyone that's tried to stop smoking, you know how tough it is. So do you feel pain when you pick up a cigarette. In other words, when you indulge in that habit, do you even think about it? No. No, it's a habit. You reach for it unconsciously. What if we could put those type of things in place in your life that were good for you? Yes, there's going to be a little bit of pain and a little bit of setback and a little bit of uncomfortableness and a little bit of work on your part for a short period of time. But once you've done something enough, like the shake, like here I am, I haven't been in Visalis for five, seven years, five years, I guess, since I was seven years ago, I was building a business five years ago, just, you know, it all got taken away and I didn't care um, about that part of it. I still drink that shake every day. I've tried a dozen other ones. I don't like them. So I, I still use Vi, but that's irrelevant to be perfectly honest. You can be using anything uh, that's healthy and, and has a good choice. There's lots of great products out there. But the bottom line is that habit is still in place for me today. I put it into habit when the product was introduced to me seven years ago. I built a business on it. I helped coach people with the nutrition. I went and got a certificate in nutrition and weight loss um, because health was so important. It's very important to me, always has been. And that habit is so in place now, I don't even think about it. I, I pack to go on a vacation. My instant packs of my shake go in. You say, why would you bother? Well, let me back that up for you again. So there's always reasons and reasoning in behind the decision. The question is, are you aware of them? So for me, I have a husband that is a blood type O, and I just mentioned that because I cannot believe how many blood type O's can skip breakfast. They can actually go all day without food. It's not healthy and it's not good for their body types, but physically their bodies can handle it. Whereas I get up and if I haven't eaten within the hour, sometimes 30 minutes, I am almost sick. I am dry heaving because my blood sugar is in the toilet. I'm hypoglycemic and I cannot function like that. It has gotten me in a lot of bad situations, traveling and doing things over the years, especially when I used to do athletic things. Um, I'd be very aware of it. So we're very different. We can go on vacation and he can not eat. I can't. 
So not only do I want that better nutrition, I've got these habits in place for my health, but even before that, it was the convenient way of us traveling together harmoniously. He doesn't want to go take, take me out for breakfast. He has no interest in food till about 11 or 12 o'clock. So I got in the habit of always packing my shakes with me and a shaker cup so that there was something in my body. Like worst case scenario, I just downed it with water and had a banana. Not the end of the world. It's a solution. I am all about the solutions, okay? So these types of things really can help. Plus, I'm a celiac. There are so many times traveling, especially in the United States, all fast food requires is bread. It's just poison to the body, but it's really poisonous to me. It's poisonous to all of you as well, whether you know it or not. Um, all that wheat and all that genetically modified crap that you keep eating Fast food just revolves around that stuff. So I can't eat in fast food places most of the time, 95% of the time. So again, this is kind of my solution. I've got my shake, it's protein, vitamins. Just pick me up a yogurt and some fresh fruit and I'm kind of good to go. So I had a problem or a situation or a lifestyle with traveling with my husband that I needed to solve. It solved that problem for me. So now I don't even think about it. In fact, sometimes I have to stop myself. Like for instance, we're going, when we go cruising now, I don't need to pack my stuff for that. I'm good on the cruise. If I can go get breakfast without him, um, as well as the friends I go to visit, they use protein shakes and stuff in their house and they know that about that about me. So there's always, you know, she's always goes, goes and gets me a few things for the few days we're with there with them. This time we're going for two weeks into a timeshare. I will have to go back and pack them, but I have to laugh because I did pack my shakes the first couple trips and realizing, and then brought them home and realizing they never got used. So I had to be careful. It's like that habit was so ingrained when I pack that I didn't think twice about whether I actually needed them on this particular trip. The habit was just there. Okay. Let me tell you a little story about my mom-in-law. And again, with the, when something is unconscious and you put it into place, I want you to have good habits that are unconscious because you were conscious about deciding on them. Okay. I don't want you to have habits. People get habits and they develop sometimes through trauma and through bad experiences, which is the story I'm going to tell you right now, but my mom-in-law, because they can't help it. But the same token that doesn't make habits bad. The trick is to have high functioning ones so that when you just do them innately and when they're just there subconsciously and unconsciously, they're still manifesting positive rea uh, results in your life. So my mother-in-law to the day that she passed away does not get on a plane or go anywhere without cans of tuna and a can opener in her suitcase. That will never change for her. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen at the beginning until I really understood my mother-in-law was 12 years of age during the second world war which means she was old enough back then. Our you just died probably in North America if we thought about doing sending our kids to do this now. But back then, it was acceptable and it was expected and it just, that was the situation they were in. They were at war and she had younger siblings. So at 12 years of age, my mother-in-law had the Red Cross a band on her arm and walked out into bomb-torn streets in London to pull in to deal with people that were surviving the bombing and the blitzing, seeing body parts, it was just revolting as well. You're on food rations. And at one point in that war, she was sent to the countryside uh, with her younger siblings. And of course, if you were lucky, you got sent to an estate that were good. But if you didn't, because I mean, child labor was still, you know, still happened back then. Everything hadn't quite gotten to where we are today. 
they wanted to put all these little teeny kids to work in the field and she just put her foot down and said absolutely not I'll work twice as hard but you're not putting my six-year-old brother into a field to work at six years of age this is the life she came from she will never leave her home without food because her unconscious subconscious knee-jerk reaction is to avoid hunger at all costs I cannot relate to that probably there's very few people listening to this podcast that can relate to that especially if you're in a first world nation that listens to my podcast food is abundant even if it's crap food very rarely we might be nutritionally starved but most of the time we're actually not calorically starved in North America when I understood that about her I just celebrated it for her I never there was no judgment her brother used to give her a rough time and joke about her and then she'd come back and say yeah well we got to Portugal and they got in really late one night well nothing was open they used to go to Portugal a lot because got to remember if you're from England anything over there those continents are really close I mean it's a big jaunt for us but they would zip over to uh, Spain and, and France and places like that you know that that's pretty common place over there and it's a really short flight so they used to go to Portugal a lot as a family as adults I mean like adult family and I guess you know she whips out the tuna and makes everybody sandwiches you know at 11 o'clock at night in their in their little villa that they were staying in and so she's always joking with her younger brother going yeah well I didn't notice you not eating the tuna sandwiches last night while you're complaining about me packing tuna in my suitcase <laughs> and she's got a very valid point <laughs> so you know what it was a strange little idiosyncrasy but when I understood where it was coming from uh, one my heart broke because I just knew far too much about her childhood and the and the horror that she had lived through uh, and but I also understood it and I supported it and we never teased her about it or anything like that because we understood completely you know my husband made it very clear he he understood where it, where it came from quite quickly and explained it to me and it was like oh okay we need to leave that alone so I, I have to I laugh sometimes when I this Two, two years ago when we went on this cruise and I come back and I and my shake packages are all still there and I put them right back in the cupboard when we got home and I thought oh my goodness I'm my mom <laughs> I'm packing the tuna but that habit is ingrained so I don't think about it so the question is do you want more control in your life and if you do why you've got to have a why okay just saying I've, I've talked about this so many times I want to lose weight well you know what that's not a goal it's a result I keep my weight down now for instance because I have a hip and a knee they give me a lot of pain and when I'm bearing weight that's on that joint it hurts it's not about vanity anymore I can't live in that pain I would still like to golf during the year do you want to be working with are you worried about losing your memory and Alzheimer's and dementia I am too because it runs in my family genetically excuse me so I'm careful about you know killing brain cells with too much alcohol oh, that still goes poorly some days uh, but taking good supplements ensuring that my mind is kept active and that I'm taking good nutrition and supplementation and fish oils that all help build you know whatever research there is now we don't know what the future is going to hold but with the research that we have now we know that certain things help certain things so I make sure that those are part of my life and they're just again like I say they're habits now here's a good one because where was I oh dinner on Wednesday my girlfriend whips out these gluten-free cookies shortbreads they're just to die for oh they're so lovely full of cranberries and walnuts I just love them but as we're walking home up the driveway and I comment to my husband this is why I can't keep these in the house 
um, she's always offering to pick them up at this fancy little gourmet store that she goes out to shopping once a week. And I'm like, no, I'm good <laughs> because I can't keep that stuff in the house and maintain control over my eating habits. I have those things, but I specifically plan for them, go to the store and buy them when I want them. And then I indulge in them. I'm a bit of a binger. So I usually tend to have more than one. I know this about myself. Whereas I have other clients that I will help coach. And for instance, say you're a chocoholic. I encourage you to have a piece of dark chocolate every day. If that's what you love, I'm not going to deny that. One, it's healthy for you. Um, and two, it'll keep your eating plan better in control. If you live your life in denial about anything in life, I don't care what it is, food or anything, you're always going to struggle with that because eventually your willpower is going to fail. That's why my, I talk about, you know, willpower only gets you so far and then you better have a plan. So I know my personality. So I put habits into place and rituals. I'm very big on rituals. Like, you know, I don't, at Christmas time, I don't drink eggnog out of the carton. It goes into a crystal decanter on a tray with the, with the uh, nutmeg nuts that you use with the grater and the crystal and the ice cubes and the rum in a decanter. Like it's, for me, it's all about the ceremony. I love it. I love it. Now, does that change from anything from the other person? Am I still having 500 calories in a glass? Absolutely. But I enjoy the ceremony of it. So those types of things also make it special for me and it helps me not overindulge and it helps make the times when I do overindulge special. So these are the types of things I'm, I'm talking about. What will work in my life will not work in yours necessarily. The question is, what is your why? What are you trying to accomplish? And how can we help you find a way to put the habit in place? That's the only hard work. Because once it's in place, you'll forget about it. And five years from now, you'll still be doing the same thing. And it will not be an effort. It will not be a consideration. You will just do it. Just like picking up a cigarette. You will have these good habits that will be unconscious for you. And you will just do them. There are a million things every day that I just do by routine now without thinking. And the more I can have those habits and that control in my life, then long term and at the end of every week, sometimes every end of every day and every week, every month, every year, I start looking back going, yep, that went well. I sometimes wonder, you know, how well am I controlling my illness? And I've really had some thought about that lately because I have, I seemed in my head to be in a lot more pain than I've been in a while. At the same token, though, I look at my life and I go, oh my gosh, I am now doing intermediate yoga classes. I am working three full days a week now. And even if that slides over into like taking five days to do it, the bottom line is I work those days now. I have clients again. I had to look at things and realize, wow, I actually do a lot more than I used to. And I'm not always putting up a barrier of saying, oh, I can't do that. That I've pushed that envelope a little bit. So what maybe two years ago was like, oh no, I can't do that now. It's like, I never hesitate about the golfing now. And then when I made the decision to go golfing, I make sure that the few days or whatever leading up to it, I have not done anything that's going to build inflammation, create pain so that I can really fully enjoy that. And whatever I have to do to make that happen, I make it happen. If that means that particular day I take an Advil, I take it. But golfing's back in my life where for a number of years, it really just wasn't at all. And I always thought twice. I don't think twice anymore. I realize I'm working more. Like I say, I was just sitting the other day contemplating all this going, wow, no, my life is very different. I'm entertaining again. I have people over. I've thrown dinner parties. We're gonna, we've had our barbecue. I'm going to throw the Christmas party this year. I haven't done these things in years. 
So whereas I sometimes sit back and think, am I, am I winning or am I, am I still losing? No, I'm winning. My life is looking very, very different. In fact, I reached out to a really good friend from years and years ago. Raj and I worked together for years and he's just a little sweetie. He's a little younger than I am. And, uh, his uncle or second cousin or something owned the company was my client. We just worked together for years. We had a good camaraderie and a good professionalism that I really enjoyed. Um, I just really enjoyed picking his brain about stuff and vice versa. And I have not seen him in almost five years. And when I text him, he was like, oh, my friend, where have you been? And I'm like, exactly, where have I been? Where did five years go? But he didn't know I'd gotten sick. So we're meeting up for lunch. Well, you know what? I wouldn't even have, I wouldn't even have made that call a year ago. And I've done that with a few friends, male, female, work people, family, doesn't really matter. Just people in my life that used to enrich my life, that I had a good connection with, that I have just gone the sideways because I had no energy for anything. Well, that's all not the case anymore. So obviously, the things I've been putting into place, when you sit back and have a little retrospective view of how you're doing compared to like six months ago or a year, I am definitely way further ahead. Don't let yourself get caught up sometimes in the here and now because you can get just spiraling the drain. I, you know, I had a bad day again the other day where I'm on the couch. My husband walks in I'm, and, you know, he sees it immediately. Baby, what's, you're not doing well today. No, I'm not. But my answer to him is not whiny. It's no, I'm not, babe, but this will pass. Do you know how much easier I believe it is for him as my spouse in our marriage? I know it is because I've watched it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've just, I've just watched it over the, you know, the 19 years we've been together. It is easier for him to look after me and have sympathy and concern when I'm not wallowing, when he knows I need support now, but this isn't going to drag on forever and this doesn't have a non-expiry date on it. I accept that this will pass. Therefore, he accepts that my wife just needs a little something, something right now. She needs a little help. She needs, you know, I'll make dinner or you just lie on the couch. I'll go watch the hockey game. You read your book because he loves to watch TV together. And when I'm feeling like that, I, there's no, I don't want any of that. I want alone time upstairs with, you know, with my Sade playing on the CD and a chick flick book or whatever, or chick book going and he, and my heating pad, you know, whatever it is, an early night He's totally supportive of that because I have an attitude of this too shall pass. I'm not living in that canyon. You know, how does that scripture go? Though I walk through the valley of death, I'm not building a house in the valley of death. <laughs> Doesn't mean I'm never going to walk and you're never going to walk through a valley. It just means we're not going to build our houses there. We're not even building a vacation lean to. Okay. It's, there's a country song. How does that one go? Um, uh, getting through hell before the devil knows you're there, <laughs> getting out or getting in, something along those lines. It's a cute little song. And it's like, yes, accept that life is not all roses and, and, and uh, cotton candy, but we're not going to build our house in the trauma and the drama and the negativity. The bad habits, they are absolutely and 100% building a structure in a place of your life you do not want to be. So we need to tear those walls down. Building good habits, that's like finding the most amazing property on the California coastline, overlooking the open ocean in a house with windows that lets the sun in. Those are what good habits are. That's building the dream house. And bad habits are building a shack in the valley of death. <laughs> okay.
Wow, listen, look at me go. This is a really long podcast. I really went off on a tangent here today, didn't I? I apologize. Um, so I'm sorry. I don't you tend to edit these, so I'm just going to let these thoughts go out to the universe. Someone obviously out there maybe needs to hear this. But control, you have the ability to have control of your life. The question is, do you need help with that? And if you do, then it's time to join the tribe. It is time to join us on the Facebook group. Uh, the new one that we're launching. This is private. It's not. I mean, I have a Facebook pages, and I have the Living Well with Shell group for my, my girlfriends and stuff. That all, you know, all the health care and the skin care and stuff. This no. This is male, female. It does not matter. This is private. <clears throat> uh, you can contact me to be added to it. It. You can search it on on Facebook. High functioning habits uh, as a group, but not as a page. This is a group, <clears throat> but you will not be able to just join it without my approval. And I encourage you because I think it's time to build a tribe. I am getting enough feedback out there now that I know there's enough people, excuse me guys, sorry, <clears throat> that are looking for support and answers on how to change things around, how to start creating these good habits so they can build a stronger house. And if that's something that you want in your life, then I'm here to help you with that. And you're probably going to be surprised over the next few months if this is what you decide to, to, to join in. This isn't rocket science and I don't have an epiphany. It is basic common sense steps to getting you to create better habits in your life to fulfill a why of a lifestyle that you want to see materialize in your life. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.